Welcome to the Law Firm Culture 2.0 podcast, where your questions help the legal community build progressive, productive, and profitable workplace cultures that work for everyone using the power of authentic relationships. I'm your host, Camila Exum, former attorney and relationship ICU patient, currently principal consultant and executive coach at Exum Consulting, where I'm a relationship jogger training for the triathlon. Hey, 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 how you doing, everybody? Hope things are going splendidly in your lives and that your relationship training is moving right along. Hey, listen, if you stub your toe or even if you break your leg, it's a temporary setback. You will heal and you will keep training. I know you can do it. I think it's time for today's question, so let's get into it. Today's question comes to us from Ray. Do I choose healthy workplace culture or my reputation? I'm a younger paralegal, and last year I was assigned to work on a certain case for the firm. The case was being handled by this senior associate, Peter, who's sort of the head of the cool kids clique here. It's been a while since we worked together, and anyway, he seemed really happy with my contribution to the case. Ever since then, he's been inviting me out with the crew for lunch or drinks after work, which has been cool. He's always sort of being nasty about women, but whatever, I never say anything. Except a couple of weeks ago, he passed his phone around to show us his latest nudes, and one of the women associates' picture was there. That just wasn't cool. Now I've sort of been avoiding him, and I definitely freak out every time I see her. Neither one of us has been in the office recently, but I know soon he's going to invite me out again. I'm afraid that if I say anything, he'll badmouth me and people listen to him. What do I do? Wow, Ray, that's not good. Um, Are you afraid that if you say anything to HR, Peter will badmouth you? Or is it if you tell him that you don't want to hang out? Anyway, before we jump into coaching, let me advise you to check out your HR policies. That's your first step. You might have a duty to report Peter's behavior, even though it sounds like this happened off campus. And I don't know if it was lunchtime or if it was outside of work time. Assuming that's not the case, meaning you don't have to report it, let's do some analysis here. The issue that stands out to me is that your fear may be leading you in one direction and your integrity may be leading you in another direction. That's what stands out to me from your question. So that's where we're going to start. Today, we're going to talk about authentic choice. Neither speaking up nor staying silent is going to make you feel happy and comfortable in this here rodeo, my friend. Making authentic choices, which means the choice to behave as our uniquely open-hearted selves in each circumstance, is the key to stepping out from between the rock and a hard place that you find yourself in. It's also the key to building trust in this situation. Now, I want to say a little bit more about authenticity before we continue here, because somebody asked me recently, well, what if your authentic self is a, insert euphemism here, um, no, nobody's authentic self is a little so-and-so. Your authentic self is the inimitable, holistic expression of you when you aren't afraid of others rejecting you. That's who it is. The little so-and-so is just the one who rejects first as a way to pretend others' rejection doesn't matter to them. So let's keep that in mind while we do some coaching. Ray, what's the specific result you're actually seeking here? Does it have to do with avoiding a particular outcome? A feeling? 
I'm starting with this question because it might actually be impossible to avoid Peter's bad side. That's the potential outcome. Remember, we do not control how others think about us. So if that's what Ray really wants, we would need to drill down to what it means to him to be on Peter's bad side and whether his story around what it means to be there is reasonable. The feeling part I was talking about, the feeling Ray could be dreading might be embarrassment, it could be sadness or shame. Also, by the way, in live coaching, I would just ask the first question. Ray, what is the specific result you're actually seeking here? I really try to avoid leading the witness, as it were, but I'm just asking this follow-up directly because without hearing his responses, I can't really coach around uh, the potential stories and their impact otherwise. So that's why we're doing that here. Ray, how would you handle this situation if there were no fear of repercussions? If you were to behave in the way you'd be most proud of yourself, not taking into consideration what others might say or do or think, what would that look like? How would you approach any conversation or request you might make? How would you prepare for the potential outcomes? Who might be able to help you? Once we know what Ray wants, this is the next set of questions because this is the way Ray's authentic self would likely handle the situation. Not always, right? Because sometimes our potential repercussions are in conflict with other authentic decisions. I'm just saying generally, this is our, our best next step. We wanna know what the authentic self would do before we start analyzing Ray's fear, which often has way more practice driving our decisions than does authenticity. Anybody else relate to that? Okay, now we know what Ray really wants and we know how he'd accomplish that thing if he were fearless. Now it's time to get into the fear. We're gonna assume that Ray's real desire is for Peter not to badmouth him to the whole office, because his story is that if it happens, people won't like him anymore. Note, if Ray's real question were about whether to report the issue to HR, whether to talk to the woman associate or anything else, we'd be asking a different set of coaching questions. But again, we have to choose sometimes on this show which direction we're gonna go into so that we can provide value. Okay, so let's coach around the Peter badmouthing outcome first. Ray, how do you know that Peter will badmouth you if you choose not to associate with him anymore? If he does, how do you know people will choose to believe him rather than their experience of you? So here we're examining Ray's stories, checking on their veracity. Remember, our stories are made up. And when we recognize that, we have more capacity to consider the alternatives. Ray, if your colleagues did choose to believe Peter, how would that affect you? What's the worst thing that could happen? How could you plan for and protect against any negative impact? These are feelings questions. Regardless of whether the feared outcome is likely, it's important to have a plan of action so Ray knows what to do in the event any of the feared feelings come up. Ray, what's the best thing that could happen? How might disassociating yourself with Peter or even Peter badmouthing you benefit you? 
When we're in fear, it can be hard to remember that sometimes there's an upside to the situation we find ourselves in. Maybe if Ray stopped hanging out with Peter, that would bolster his reputation among certain other people. We don't know. So I want to give Ray the opportunity to consider that. Now it's time for Ray to make his choice about next steps. If Ray chooses to follow the steps laid out by his authentic self, whatever they are, great, we're done. Now, if Ray chooses instead to behave in a way that feels inauthentic, that is also fine. Knowing what authentic choice looks like and then actually behaving in alignment with that are two different things, and the second is not always easy. Regardless, either case, authentic choice or inauthentic choice, I would wrap up with the following questions. Ray, how are you feeling about your decision? What might you do to show yourself kindness for having come to a really tough conclusion? Who can you count on for support right now? How might you behave differently should something like this arise in the future? This last set of questions is meant to help Ray see that he's made a really tough decision and that that deserves some TLC. The questions are also meant to encourage him to continue thinking about how he can take steps to show up as his authentic self more often in the future. This is the time where I say thanks, and I'm grateful for you, and I hope you're learning lots and feeling more supported. Please continue to send us your questions. We need them in order to be of service to you. Send them to info at exumconsulting.com. That's info at exumasinmaryconsulting.com. And I'm sure you know by now that I would just love to help your law firm build a trust-building strategy as well. So drop me a line if you're ready to create the law firm you've always dreamed of. There's no easy answer to today's question. Make no mistake, intolerance for Peter's behavior is a hallmark of healthy workplace culture. A de jure leader has the obligation to speak with Peter directly about the issue and be clear that sexual harassment is unacceptable in any form. The issue itself loses no complexity when it involves a de facto leader like Ray, but it actually becomes more complex because in most cases, Ray has no duty to speak against Peter's behavior and almost certainly has less psychological safety than does any partner in doing so. The move that furthers relationships and builds trust is to make leadership aware of the issue so that it can make an unequivocal company-wide statement against sexual harassment, whatever that might look like. But the salient point is this. The first step in creating workplace culture that works for everyone is knowing what to do. The second step is finding the courage to do it. Ray, others whatever your decision, the courage to make authentic choices is within you. Start where you are, wherever you are, and keep training for the triathlon. 
That's all for today, fair listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us. Listen, subscribe, tell your friends. We're going to end today with one of my favorite voices, Emerson, who said, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Indeed. Hear, hear. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye.